The Roots team is proud to bring you Strengthen Your Roots, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into connecting with teammates on topics like leadership, as well as personal and professional skill building. Welcome back to Strengthen Your Roots. We're glad you're joining us today. My name is Kaylee Stender, and I'm excited to kick off 2023 by welcoming Nathan Jensen, VP of Capital Markets, and Rory Witt, Insurance Services Officer. The three of us are sitting here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, ready to share the 5 a.m. club with all of the listeners. This topic stemmed from the Roots members in September of 2021, and I was personally intrigued by the concept right away and have spent all of 2022 developing a morning routine that makes me feel energized throughout the rest of my day. I knew that Nathan joined the 5 a.m. club this year and that Rory had been dedicated to this morning routine for a while now, so I knew that they would be the perfect people to share their stories on the podcast. I hope they inspire you just as much as they've been influential in my life. Nathan and Rory, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Kaylee. Appreciate it. Yes. All right. I'm going to kick off the podcast with Nathan. Um, First of all, give us a brief introduction, and then I want to start with the obvious question. What is the 5 a.m. club? Sure. Well, again, thanks for uh, inviting me to join the podcast. Um, So Nathan Jensen, so I most recently led the Sioux Falls, uh, Mitchell and Yankton teams for business development. And as of December 1st, uh, transitioned to the capital markets team, uh, but have uh, over uh, 15 years of experience in the farm credit system. Um, But as far as the 5 a.m. club, it's really, uh, there's a book by Robin Sharma, sold over 15 million books worldwide. Um, the 5 a.m. club really is a, a parable. Um, and it talks a lot about what they call the victory hour in the book. And, um, you know, I kind of call it the creator's hour, the creator's hour where, you know, the sun is rising and uh, the birds are chirping and mother mother nature is waking up. And, you know, it, you know, the way you start your day dramatically influences how it unfolds. Absolutely. And so for me, um, it's it's been a great thing. I, I started it back on a, probably the first or second quarter of this year. I can't recall when, but, um, you know, it's just about creating a really good morning routine. So in the book, Robert Sharma talks about the 2020 method. Can you touch on that? Yeah. So the 2020 formula, um, you know, the first 20 minutes of that move. So I get up a little bit before five um, and I have an alarm set at 520. So that first 20 minutes is it's 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 about movement. It's about, you know, uh, basically the real key here is you need to get up and do some intense exercise for 20 minutes, get get a sweat on. And then uh, that second 20 minutes is really about reflect. And that's kind of to restore your inner peace. Myself, I journal. Uh, I know some folks that meditate. Uh, but for me, you know, it's about raising my self-awareness. And then the third 20 minutes is about growth. And uh, you can either do that by listening to podcasts. Myself, I do a lot of reading. Um, and one of the things that kind of sticks with me around the 5 a.m. club is uh, I've been an avid reader a long time, but I always have felt that the leader who learns wins the most. That's a great quote. Absolutely. So tell us then why you started the morning routine in the first place. How did you find the 5 a.m. club and why did you decide to start? Um, you know, I I think I, I came across it um, on another um 
podcast that, you know, he probably ran a commercial on. And then I bought the book and uh, started reading it. I was always a um, an early riser. My grandparents had instilled in my sisters and I, uh, you know, the, the early bird gets the worm. So I've always been an early riser and I just needed something to help me turn it into a routine versus just getting up and, you know, grabbing a Diet Coke and bellying up to the to the breakfast bar. Um, it was just a great way to, to start a, a really good routine. Yeah. Thanks for giving us the intro for the book and then telling us about why you decided to start. So now I'm going to switch it over to Rory. So you've had a morning routine for a while in your life now, and I'd love to hear how that got started for you, what the routine looks like, and then again, why you started that uh, routine in your life. Yep. So my routine probably started um, somewhere midway through college. Um, always an active person in high school and stuff like that. And what I figured out in college between school, schoolwork and work is you run out of time in your day. And what I figured out is if I don't wake up and get stuff done early in the day, a lot of the stuff that I really want to do gets pushed to the end of the day. And then you never get, uh, never really get to do it. So midway through college or so, I just started waking up and even if it was either exercise or homework or whatever that was, it's just waking up and kind of tackling through uh, what we have going on. I had a professor at one time in college said something that was to the effect of think forward and then plan backwards. So essentially you just think forward throughout your day and the things that you really want to get done during that day, you just plan your way backwards into. And so what that left for me was waking up at four or five, six o'clock in the morning, whatever that was to make sure that I get my hour me time to kind of center myself for the day. Um, what my me time or my morning time looks like probably a little bit different than Nathan's. I wake up, uh, I got a dog that likes to be walked early in the morning. So we go for a little bit of walk to get myself moving and things like that. Uh, AirPods have been a blessing. So right, pretty much right when I wake up, I plug the AirPods in, go for a walk, um, listen to some podcasts and stuff like that. And then I spend a good hour or so just working out in my garage, um, either having me time or some of my buddies come over and we just have a little bit of guy time um, before the day starts. But And then as we've added, I've added a wife, Kelly, and then our kids the morning, the the 5 a.m. club or whatever you want to call it has become kind of my just time to not deal with the rest of the chaos that, that life has. For sure. Yeah. So. You both have kids in your life that take time after work. And that's something that's different for me. I'm sitting here, uh, no kids in my life yet. So really my why to get started, um, it really did boil down to more time in the day and time for reflection. And I don't have that crazy hecticness after work that the both of you do, um, but it's still something that's important to really set the tone for the rest of the day. So I think what's important too is that, okay, Rory, you're 4 a.m., right? Nathan, you stick to the 5 a.m. club yes, at 6 o'clock. Well, what matters at the end of the day is that we all have some sort of routine and that um, really propels us into the rest of the day to be successful. So I want to keep um, on the topic of you, Rory. So you you and your family have a business called Origin Strength. Can you tell us more about that? Yep. Um, it's a little bit of me and a lot of my wife, Kelly, but um, we have Origin Strength that focuses on nutrition and wellness. So we do a lot of personalized meal plans um, and and one-on-one uh, -on -one nutrition coaching for all of our clients or clients that come in. We're partnered with one of my buddies that owns a chiropractic business. So we kind of just... Um, feed off each other for referrals and for clients and things like that. But it's been really good as an outlet. I'm super passionate about uh, what I do here at Farm Credit, but super also passionate about um, health and wellness. So it's been a good outlet kind of for that passion throughout the years. 
I like to follow your journey, Rory. And for anyone listening, they've got an Instagram page. Is that the best way to yeah. follow you? Yep. Origin Strength Sioux Falls is our Instagram page. I'm not a big social media fan, but everybody tells you that you yeah. got to give it a try, I guess. Well, you know, there's always donuts at the office, breakfast, pizza, and it definitely makes me think twice about grabbing the sweets. And I think that you have made a positive influence on everyone in the office and really appreciate being here. Thank you. Okay, so Nathan, back to you. Uh, I'd like to know where you found the most success since starting the 5 a.m. club. Um, you know, I, I think it's a lot like Rory. You know, I'm refreshed. I have more energy. And reason five works in our household is by 6, 6.15, the chaos starts, right? You get kids heading mm-hmm. off to to practices and somebody needs to be dropped up here or there. So for me, where the real success was just getting it that hour to myself ahead of all of that uh, was really, has been really where I found the most success because I'm just more energized. Okay. And then on the flip side, what has been the most difficult hurdle to overcome? You know, I, I, I think the biggest hurdle was in that first, you know, you, you hear different things. How long does it take to start a habit? You know, that 60 to 90 day window. Um, you know, I only do this Monday through Friday. Um, so sometimes on a Monday after I've kind of slacked off over the weekend, um, getting out of bed on, on Monday morning at five is, is a transition. And I've, I've often thought about doing it through the weekends, but I, I just haven't, I've just decided that it's a routine for my work week. Understandable. Rory, do you stick to this during the weekend or are you strictly? Uh, I wake up later on the weekends, kind of what Nathan was saying. I, I just gauge on. What time do I think the chaos is going to start? And luckily, it maybe starts a little bit later on the weekends, so you get a little bit, a um, little bit later start on the weekends. But I, I figured out that if I don't, I'm a creature of habit, so if I don't do something right away in the morning, my whole day is kind of thrown off. Mm-hmm. It just feels out of sorts. I would agree with that. When when you miss a miss a morning, especially during the work week, it throws off the rest of the day. Yep. Um, yeah, and. Go ahead. Throwing a vacation in there and <laughs> sure. it's really tough. You know, yeah. uh, we were in Florida last March and I struggled for probably 30 days after that to really get back in that routine. And, and you know, I think, you know, one of the things that's most important for me is when that alarm goes out, I almost leap out of bed because it's real easy just to eh, pull the blankets back up and roll over, especially when it's, I don't know what the temperature is today, Rory outside, but it was a real nice drive right. to Falls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It is. And it really comes down to like what you tell yourself in the morning. And sometimes it takes those tangible items, like hopping out of the bed on the first alarm and making your bed when you get out so that you're not tempted to crawl right back in. And I've yeah. had to personally put those into practice to this habit and it definitely did take two months solid of having this routine in order to want to get up in the morning instead of have to get up in the morning um but now i wouldn't couldn't imagine going back yeah um, we went to a conference last week in omaha it was a farmers business network conference so it was farmer to farmer and jacko willing spoke there and his big thing is discipline equals freedom freedom and somebody asked him like how do you wake up every morning and like I find my, I think I'm disciplined or like we're talking about discipline, but then you look at him and say, oh, how do you get up in the morning? He just stares him in the face. He's like, my alarm goes off. So I get up and it's like, okay. Like that's a whole different level of, of what we're kind of talking about here. It know? is. Jocko is a really good person to follow. He's got a podcast and a couple books, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. Cool stories for anyone who hasn't heard of Jocko Williams. Um, Will- Williams writers. Will- Willink. Willink. Yep. Willink. Jocko Willink. 
Um, so that leads into kind of my next topic here. Mel Robbins has been, uh, I don't know if either of you have heard of Mel Robbins, but she's a motivational speaker and she puts a lot of effort into the morning routine as well. And her point about it is that sure, it's hard to get up in the morning when it's cold outside and, you know, your bed is the most comfortable spot, but it's also hard to be behind on the rest of your day. And it's hard to give up time with your family that you, like, if you push your workout off in the morning and make time for it at night, well, then you're probably sacrificing time with your family. So choose your hard is what her point is. Did Jocko have anything else to say? He was, I mean, his whole discipline equals freedom thing Mm -hmm. is, you know, because I relate it to, um, like if, if I get done, whatever you get done early in the morning that you don't have to do at the end of the day, somebody calls you up and says, Hey, do you want to have supper tonight? Hey, kid wants to go shoot hoops or whatever it is. Well, if there's people that are disciplined would, that would say, Hey, I don't have time for that. I got to do this stuff. Well, the discipline you have to wake up in the morning and get done what you have to get done equals the freedom that you have later in the day to say yes to something that maybe you wouldn't be able to. So it's kind of like the choose your heart or be uncomfortable. There's also the mindset like a lot of people have out there of, you know, like her, the choose your heart thing. You're also choosing the hardest thing that you have going on today. So you think these daily stressors that you have come up like leaders in our company or people in our company that have a lot of daily stress. I always admire the fact how well they handle it. And if you really peel back some layers on some leaders that handle that stuff really well, they're most likely choosing something early on in the day that stresses them more than a phone call they get from like, you know, like me calling my boss. Well, you know, if the most stressful part of my day is that, that's a big deal. But if I chose something else in my day that was super controllable to be the biggest stress I have, that phone call I have to make really isn't that big a deal. For sure. And Nathan, as a leader, I'm sure you can relate to that. Definitely can. And, you know, Tyler Layton is stressed when you call. Robert. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Me. I always tell him maybe there's probably yeah. other more yeah. stressful people. No, you're, you're the guy. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, okay. So all that said, looking internally, what do you guys do to hold yourself accountable towards your goals? Nathan, why don't you start? Well, I, I think for me, it's just, it, it's being routine about, uh, you know, this habit that I've formed, um, and then some accountability. Uh, I, I, um, I gave Kristen the permission when I first started with this is to go ahead and give me a big old elbow, uh, get out of bed. And she did that. And, and now I'm finding that she's up in the mornings too, cause she's finding that she doesn't have a three-year-old clamoring all over at five 30 in the morning for a half hour, um, that she gets a little time to herself too. So, um, it's having ripple effects within our family. My 10 year old daughter, Addison likes to get up early. So, um, sometimes I, I, um, she'll come pop in when I'm working out, you know, cause now I'll go back to bed, you know, but I do think that it also sets the tone for our household on the importance of getting up early, popping out of bed and we're holding each other accountable. I like to hear that. Rory, how about you? Same. It's, you know, telling other people what you're doing, what your schedule is, what you, I mean, it's just finding people that give you layers of accountability. It's really easy to sit here and say, oh, I'm self-accountable and I'm all always motivated, but nobody's motivated like that. So somebody to call you out when you're not doing what you should or doing something a little bit different. And then maybe just taking some time, like everybody has bad days, but self-reflecting and say, why was today a bad day? Well, there was many times when I would fall off the wagon for the 5 a.m. club or my morning routine, I'd say, why was it a bad day? Well, it was a bad day because you hit the snooze three times or you just didn't set your alarm the day before. Well, there's a consistent thing that is causing the problem. 
it's pretty easy just to fix it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And Nathan, to your point too, my husband, Ty, um, when I started this, he wanted in as well. And at first I was like, Oh, this is my time. <laughs> you know, like I'm getting up so that I can have me time. And, right. and uh, we have started in the summer, especially when we can walk outside. We And I know, Rory, you like to run in the snow. And that's a whole nother level of commitment that I'm not ready for yet. But um, in the summer, we really love to walk our dog in the mornings and go with. And then it turned in, you know, from me time to quality time together. Um, so there's pros and cons to having a spouse do it with you. Um, but definitely the most, the person closest to you that will hold you accountable is your spouse. Yep. Yeah. And giving them permission. Like I, I feel like you said, I give my wife permission and that's a big deal because otherwise it, it can come off poorly. But if you give somebody permission, you can't fault them for pushing you to, that's right. And they notice too, when you're not doing what you should be doing and stuff like that. Well, I'm curious for the both of you, outside of the morning routine, what other daily habits have you implemented that help you be effective throughout the rest of your day? Well, for me, I have what I call my daily five. And kind of as soon as I start getting started in my day, my work day is, you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid journaler. Uh, you guys have seen me in multiple meetings. Uh, uh, I, I just write. And so when I've first page of my journal of the day is my daily five, one, two, three, four, five. And these are the five things that I'm going to accomplish by the end of the day uh, or my day's not over. And so they're priorities. And some days, some things on there are mainly work-related and some days things, there's personal things on there too. So for me, that's worked really, really well. Rory, how about for you? Um, this might be a shock to people in, that work in the Sioux Falls office, but I do actually calendar my day. <laughs> and I mentioned earlier, but it's to think forward and plan backwards. And that's a big thing for me as I wake up, kind of think through my day. Like the other day, we had a Christmas concert at seven o'clock. So I knew, you know, I had to be home at 630 to do this and this and this. So then you start just to plan your day backwards. And then also um, gauging my wins. So at the end of the day, like actually being honest with yourself, like, what'd you do well? What'd you do poorly? How could he be done it differently? Otherwise, it's really easy just to get caught up in the the monotony of of what we, our lives can kind of be. If with you don't get better if you don't figure that out. Sure. So. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So that calendaring is working out good since you're supposed to start eleven thirty. <laughs> very well. Very well today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hour and a half late. No <laughs> we'll forgive you. Yeah. It's the weather. It is the weather. Oh, okay. We are going to switch gears here, and I've got some rapid-fire questions for you guys. So some are serious, some are funny, uh, little to no explanation, just fire it off. So how about we just go through, I'll ask each question, Rory, you start, Nathan, follow up. And, okay. and are you going to participate in this? I can. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's only fair. fair. I think it's fair, yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast recommendation, Rory. I go first. Uh there's a local uh, podcast called Mandate. It's really fun. It's uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's a really good local podcast. Okay. Nathan? Um, Peter Zion. And mine is Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. That's a good one. How about book recommendation? Uh, I'm about a third of the way through the 5 a.m. club. That That's a good book. Um, book that I've got all the way through that a lot of people haven't read is a book called Winning by Tim Grover. Okay. Uh, Tuesdays with Maury. What's that one about? Uh, it's about a young man interviewing an old man and learning from that. Very cool. 
All right. And mine, um, I'm going to stick with the Craig Groeschel uh, theme here. He has a book called Winning the War in Your Mind. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, number one person that you look up to. Nathan Jensen. <laughs> Man, it's deep today. Uh, I'd probably, uh, probably my dad. There's a lot of depth to that, but yeah, probably my dad. Uh, I'd say my grandparents, um, they're both gone now, Sophus and Marge Jensen, but uh, they set the tone with my sisters and I, and it was kill them with kindness. And we all three uh, live that mantra. I'm going to stick with the family theme here. And my parents are the people that I look up to most. And gosh, um, kill them with kindness. That was a saying in our family, but they just selflessly go out of their way to help others. And I want to live my life that way. All right. Um, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm going to be pork, but specifically bacon. Well, you grew up. With I grew pots, up on a pork right? thing, but yeah, but bacon's untouchable. Uh, carne asada street tacos. Ooh. Yeah. Yum. Any restaurant? Just a street cart is fine okay. with me. The, the, just street tacos in general. Street tacos. Yep. All right, mine's pizza. I could eat pizza like yeah. any kind, any time of the day, three times a day. Um, probably doesn't fit in the uh, origin, str origin strength uh, it doesn't food right. plan. I, I have plenty of pizza. I can't be a hypocrite. All right, Rory, I know that you have a competition with some buddies. How many push-ups can you do in one minute? Um, I don't. It's. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's like, I don't know what we were at, 50 to 60. There's a group of like five of us in the back wing of the office that made a little competition to how many push-ups we could do. That's impressive. Yeah, it's fun. What's a push-up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with you there. I, uh, <laughs> I'd i struggle, Rory. It would take me a couple months to make the board with you guys. <laughs> it's just fun being competitive with people in the office outside of your goals. Of so many You go against Luke. We're, we're pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. And then you got Jerry. You got big arms Jerry yeah, in the back. Sure. Yeah, he gets yeah. after it. Okay. Yep. Okay, last one I have is number of jobs held at Farm Credit. I actually had to stop and think about this, but I think I'm five. Want to listen quick? Uh, uh, credit specialist, credit analyst, insurance. I think, I don't know what we were, insurance specialist. And then I was a financial officer. Then I was a financial services officer. And now I'm an insurance service. So six, yeah, insurance services officer. So when you and I met in each other in Omaha, we were both working down there in like two th early 2000s. What were you doing then? Uh, I was in underwriting. Underwriting. Underwriting, yeah. Okay, yeah. So for me, uh, credit analyst, uh, relationship manager for agribusiness finance, uh, vice president capital and middle markets at Farm Credit Southwest, uh, regional vice president here when I led the team in Sioux Falls. That's four. And now... Capital Markets uh, team in Omaha. So five. What's your overall tenure at Farm Credit? Like 15 years 15. in the yeah. system. And Marie, Maybe just a little shy. Like 14, 14. 13. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably 14. I always get confused when we pop into like that service now or whatever it is that tells you you're using yeah. service. I'm like, well, and I had a few years that I was with Farm Credit Southwest. So gotcha. you got include, to include yeah. that. So, no. Cool. Uh, for me, it's three. If you count an internship up in Decorah. Um, then after I graduated Iowa State, I moved to Sioux Falls. They, you guys, uh, let me join the team here as a closing specialist. And then Nathan hired me as a financial officer, um, back in the fall of 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Decorah Hotel Winnesheke. Yes. Yes. <laughs> great place. Yeah. Great place. <laughs> so is the brewery that's right next to me. Right. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so back to the questions here. Um, for our listeners who might be hesitant to prioritize a morning routine or just scared to start a new goal in general, what advice do you have for them? You know, I'm a possibilitarian, meaning, you know, I think anything's possible. You just got to put it out there. So just do it. And, you know, um, I think, you know, writing down goals is a big, big one. Uh, then prioritizing them. I take, Chris and I take a little step further. She used to make fun of me when I did this when she first met me. But um, I use, uh, you know, like the construction paper your kids uh, bring home from school or whatever. Um, we put that down at the, in January of every year. And we put uh, images of things that we're trying to accomplish on there. Cool. And we tape it up in our bathroom in our master bathroom and it's just a visual reminder versus words and you know one of them was um you know um uh, a vacation to walt disney world uh this you know this coming year that you know we've come in there before but we want to take reed our three-year-old there yeah she booked it the other day so i mean that was something that was on there last year and it happened so yeah. if you put it out there and you can visually see it especially in terms of pictures versus words. I think it makes pictures really big deal. And I stole that idea after our girl one-on-one -on -one last fall. Mm -hmm. And so Ty and I have a vision board and, and we hang it in our closet. Actually it's, we've got a walk-in closet. Mm -hmm. So I see it every morning getting yep. ready. Yep. yep. It's worked well for us. Mm -hmm. How about That's you, Rory? Cool. Right. So yeah, for anyone who was hesitant to start a morning oh, routine yeah. or just scared to start a new goal, what advice do you have for them? Um, like in our nutrition business, we always say dream big, fail hard, and and then start over again. And the other thing is it's okay. Just, you know, you don't have to go all in on everything you do. A lot of people will say, well, I'm going to start doing this. I got to do it every day. Like there's nothing wrong with waking up two days a week and getting after it. And then three days a week, you don't have to start by just being perfect in everything you do. So that's a great point. And I can relate to that because when I started the year, it was 5 a.m. club. Like that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. And as the year went on, it morphed into six o'clock and I've just had to allow, like give myself grace and the fact that I can get everything I want to get done by six o'clock and still feel great for the rest of the day. And another book that I read that we haven't talked about is Why, Why We Sleep, um, another great book. And it just puts into perspective, like, yes, there is like the hustle and the discipline of 5 a.m., but also what makes sense in your life right now. I just made a note too, to add one more um, piece of advice from my own life. I think it's so important to share your goals. So it, last year when I started this, I was telling all the financial officers, I'm waking up at 5am, like I want a morning routine. And because, and I say that because it like, sure, your spouse hold you, hold you accountable at home and you personally hold yourself accountable, but farm credit is truly a team. And I think that goes in and outside of work. So sharing your personal goals I'm not afraid to do that, and I would encourage other people to do the same. Yep, I would agree. You got to put it out there. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, speaking of goals, <laughs> what do you guys have set for yourself in 2023? I go first. You go first. Um, I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, my big goal is to slow down and be intentional. And especially with my wife does an awesome job of being very intentional with our kids and the little things and making sure that kind of we're we're being the best parents we can be and oftentimes she's just kind of showing me the way 
but it's so being more intentional with my kids, but it's also being more intentional with like you walk into the office and have a five minute conversation with somebody, you know, you haven't talked to for a while. Um, you know, like just stop and have a little daily meditation or prayer and stuff like that. And it's just being really intentional about the small things that just make me slow down and kind of enjoy the roller coaster of, of the day to day. So mine is um, we, we, we do this at our house already. It's not a ritual quite yet. And my goal is to make it a ritual um, is that it's a kind of our nightly thing. You know, I tuck the kids in the bed. Um, we got a 13, 10 and three-year-old and uh, you know, as I tuck them into bed, you know, we do the prayers and things like that. But uh, I used to do really well when Grant was three my oldest is I'd read to him at night and now he's an avid reader. Addison, our 10 year old did some of that, but not as much. And now Reed, I want to get back in that habit. Um, probably won't sit and read to my 13 year old, but the point is, is to get them in that habit of, as we go to bed, we read and, and then also to get back in the habit of myself of reading for a few minutes before I go to bed. So uh, I love to read. So that's my goal is to turn our nightly ritual into um, you know, something that we do together and something that hopefully they'll take beyond me going forward. It's really ironic. I was listening to a podcast this morning, um, actually on my way here when I was late and <laughs> the, the guy is uh Huberman podcast is the guy's name, but they, they did all this study. And one of the biggest, um, things they correlated was how often people read kids books with how great of leaders they are. They said it just, it flowed back and forth. Like when you boil down to why great leaders are great leaders, who stopped and read to their kids, who still reads kids books now. And they said they don't really have the data of why that exactly that is, but that's like a very common trait. If you read your kids, if you read a lot of kids books, even, you know, at church, like you go to school and you volunteer to do that stuff, like leadership traits and skills and qualities are just through the roof. So it's ironic that you said that when you. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's important and it gets them in the, I mean, my oldest, uh, he's he's got a book with him all the time, and I I equate that back to me spending time reading to him. Mm -hmm. So, kind of failed on that a little bit here, but we'll get her caught back up. But she does read, but not as much as her older brother. But um, yeah, the little guy, our uh, our tail ender, he's going to get some reading this year with me. That's great to hear. I love that you both involve your family in your goals, and I hope to follow suit someday. So very excited to see what 2023 has in store for all of us. Um, Nathan, anything, any other takeaways from the book that you wanted to share? Yeah, you know, I just think there's some snippets from the book that I, I, I just highlight three, um, you know, and this one hit me and, and this is in the book and it was, it's called the self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think a lot of what we've talked about here today is that, and the self-fulfilling prophecy is we always perform in a way that is aligned in the way that we see ourselves. And I think a lot of the things that we just talked about um, are that. So that that was a snippet. Um, the other one that is a little shorter is turn I can'ts into I can's. Um, you know, that's about, you know, getting up off the ground when you get knocked down and brush it off and get after it again. And then the other one, and we talked a little bit about this, uh, was how do you get into that ha habit? And, and it's a 66 days minimum to make a habit yours. And if it wasn't hard initially, it would be real and valuable change. So basically it comes down about what, nine weeks to get it implemented. So when you step into this, you need to commit for nine. Uh, if you don't commit to nine weeks, it's not gonna stick. 
Absolutely. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. Rory, anything else you want to add? No, I think those are great. What Nathan said, everything that I would say probably is just a, a different synopsis of what that, what he just said. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, we will wrap it up here. Um, like I said before, we each have a different morning routine. So Nathan has been sticking to the 5 a.m. club and really shared more about the book in the 2020 method of 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of reading, 20 minutes of reflection, podcast improvement. Um, Rory has a different schedule. He's starting earlier in the morning, typically at 4 a.m., right? Yep. And working out for an hour. Um, mine starts at six in the morning, but ultimately the benefit's the same. And that's for self-improvement, both physically and mentally. And my hope to each of you listening is that you leave the podcast feeling inspired to give the 5 a.m. club a try because farm credit and especially the roots team, we want each and every one of you to be the best versions of yourself. And we want to help you crush your goals no matter what they are. So with that, Nathan and Rory, thank you both for joining me today. Can't wait to see what 2023 has in store for all of us. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thank you very much. And as always, thank you for joining Strengthen Your Roots. We have an exciting year ahead with new podcast releases once a month and other Roots events you won't want to miss. Email dollar sign roots with questions, comments, feedback, or ideas for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And comment on our Yammer post for a chance to win a prize and subscribe to our email. Happy New Year to all. Thank you for joining us on Strengthen Your Roots. We hope you'll join us again on our next episode.